0: You're listening to the Homegrown Faith Podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend Richard Sweatman about God, the Bible, and life lived growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle.
1: Hey there, Joe. How are you today?
0: I'm doing very well, Richard. And I have money in my pocket.
1: Oh, <laughs> really? This yes. is intriguing. Tell me, how did you come to have money in your pocket, Joe? <laughs>
0: Well, um, many people would know I love indoor plants mm-hmm. um, and I quite enjoy the challenge of propagating different plants, but I also have a limit on my hobby and the limit is to to put more money into my plant hobby, I must first make the money from the plants I own. Yep. And so I have to sell plants online and I've sold some plants online um yesterday and today and I'm feeling very flush with success and I've actually – had a breakthrough on how to sell things online. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Tell us. Okay. So plenty of people will send you a message saying, is this available? A key indicator if someone is interested is if they reply to a second message. If they So if you say, yeah, sure, it's available. Would you like to come around and pick it up today? Here's my address. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But if you reply and say, yes, it's still available, would you like to pop around today or tomorrow? Yeah. And if they reply... That is like an, I think I've worked it out about 80 to 85% chance it's going to happen. You can still lose people and they might not show up. But And then the other thing I've worked out to do is just to never invest any time in the pickup. So I leave it outside my door Mm -hmm. and the person leaves the money under my doormat. And those two things have made selling plants online super fun and low intensity. And I'm really enjoying it.
1: This is really good. How long have you been selling plants online for?
0: Oh. Maybe a couple of years. All right. I like to I like to give away plants as well yeah. as gifts because I think they're beautiful gifts. Um, but yes, I a, f- a few years and I've only had ever had one stolen from me. Like someone t- took it but didn't <laughs> yeah. pay for it. Yeah. But um, yeah. So it's I think it's super fun to f- sell things online. I quite enjoy it. Have you done it before? Sold uh, things online?
1: No, no. I feel very <laughs> uncomfortable about e-commerce. I'd, I'd- <laughs> I don't have a PayPal or eBay, or maybe I have an eBay, but I've lost what it is. (laughs) Only this year learned about this Facebook Marketplace thing. So,
0: yes, okay.
1: That's just my technophobia. It's it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing more than that.
0: (laughs) Oh, I just didn't. I enjoy. I'm my father's daughter. He was a man who, um, a small business owner who liked to buy and sell things yeah, and work out how to do that well. And he's trained me well. And so it's just a bit of fun.
1: <laughs> I think it's a very good thing. What were the plants that you sold yesterday?
0: Uh, well, I sold yesterday a watermelon peperomia, oh. which is a slightly rare plant, beautiful looking.
1: I think Jen's got one of those. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. And I'm uh, oh, today I'm going to sell a ficus elastica, so a rubber plant, essentially. Oh, man, this is yeah. fantastic!
1: Mm. Well, um, I uh, am very pleased to hear about this thriving plant selling <laughs> business of yours.
0: <laughs> yeah, if ministry doesn't work out, I'm definitely not going to do this full time. <laughs> but uh, what have you been up to, Richard?
1: Oh, well, I would uh, thought I'd share with our, with you and our listeners about um, my cryptic crossword hobby. Uh, this is only going to confirm my, the stereotype I live in of being nerdy, but uh, <laughs> be that as it may. Uh, yeah, cryptic crosswords is a hobby, and it's one of the few hobbies that Jen and I share. Like, I mean, we, we do right. lots of things together, but in terms of a hobby that we both like doing, uh, we've found that cryptic crosswords are really cool. And um, so uh, a cryptic crossword is, uh, yeah, back in the, just the back of the newspaper, it's a crossword where... The front half of the clue um or the back half either end is what we call a straight clue that's just Mm -hmm. a a regular synonym with a bit of flexibility of the answer and the other half could be front or back is a cryptic clue as to what this might be involving anagrams or um hidden words or um yeah things shifting around and changing and so um uh most weeks, if unless it's t- crazy busy, Jen and I will do the cryptic crossword together over a couple of days. And uh, just recently, Andy has joined our yeah, joined in. He wants to be part of it the as posse. well.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's joined the posse uh, of sweatman cryptic crossword solvers. Yeah.
1: so <laughs> I'll, I'll share a couple of clues from Saturday's paper.
0: Yeah, I'm so, ready.
1: Two down was uh, embarrassed when a graduate lost hair. Seven letters.
0: Embarrassed when a graduate lost hair. Okay.
1: So what, what was the answer? So uh, yeah, it's it's a good example of kind of a fun clue. Like that one, the answer is abashed and the, so that means embarrassed and you get that by doing a graduate. That's a a BA up the front and lost hair is shed and there you get abashed. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's
0: insane. And you got that. You and Jen and Andy got
1: that. It took us a while. Um, and then six across. I'll show you this one because Andy got this one before Jen and I did, and he Ooh. he just fist pumps when that happens. He is so yeah. stoked. Uh, that is six across. A cocktail placed in a stout glass container, and <laughs> a cocktail placed in a stout glass container, and uh, the answer for that is beaker. So uh, it's uh, the cock t- a cocktail is uh, the letter A plus the letter K, which is the tail of. Uh, of cock, or a cocktail placed in a stout in stout uh, and that's another word for stout might be beer so there you have the letters a and k inside beer giving you the answer beaker which is a glass container so
0: <laughs> okay lock in I would find that incredibly difficult and I'm loving Andy's gifts <laughs> in cro- cryptic crosswords. Oh, we will go far with that skill.
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he will go very far beyond doing cryptic crosswords, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's good fun. And it takes a lot. Of, you, you get over time, you get used to it and so on. But, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Wow. I've uh, always wondered very... how cryptic crosswords work. I've, Given them a go a few times without actually knowing, and that has always gone nowhere. So yeah. that sounds great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it, it, anytime you want want some help, I'm happy to give you some tips to get you started. But uh,
0: oh, thanks. I think I I think the challenge for me is just a basic crossword. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they can be hard too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but on to media topics. Yeah. What have you been reading in the Bible?
1: Oh, yeah, we're well, continuing on Proverbs, uh, as I mm. shared a couple of weeks ago, and uh, up to Proverbs 20 now, uh, same sort of thing, just reading a chapter and thinking about one or two of the Proverbs. I loved Kelly's illustration that you shared two weeks ago about, uh, mm. yeah, like a, a boiled lolly rolling around in the mouth. And uh, I reckon from this, from my reading yesterday, Proverbs 20, verse 3 was brilliant. I'll just read it here. This from the, the um, common standard Christian standard Bible again, 20, verse 3. Honour belongs to the person who ends a dispute, but any fool can get himself into a quarrel. Ah, and isn't that good? I'll read it again. Honour belongs to the person who ends a dispute, but any fool can get himself into a quarrel. Mm. And I thought, well, I mean, that's just so true. So looking at the second half first, uh, any fool can get himself into a quarrel. That's, <laughs> I mean, how common are quarrels in our society? Uh, yeah. Christian community not excluded from that. Um very easy to get into one isn't it
0: mm, mm.
1: but then honor to the person who ends a dispute and I thought initially I thought oh that's someone who likes comes in as a mediator and has a very elegant conflict resolution situation and I thought mm. yeah that's that sounds great but then I thought well maybe it's the person who just forgives or mm. bears with or or yeah concedes or or and ends a dispute in that way and yes that is painful but maybe probably saying that is honourable to do that.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm just, as you're talking, I was picturing almost someone, the fool blowing up the balloon and the person with honour saying, I'm just not even going to, like, add more wind to this balloon. I'm <laughs> going to just let it go out and that's going to be a cost to me. Like uh, the illustration falls down. But yeah. it, I just, as you're talking, I was thinking, yes, that is honourable actually to not inflame a situation, mm-hmm. uh, but instead take the cost of ending it on yourself.
1: Mm. Yeah. So I, I think if I'm to grow in wisdom, I'd like to be a dispute ender.
0: <laughs> mm. uh,
1: on the whole. Mm.
0: Yeah. Do, do you think? Um. Do Do you think that that's something that is really based in forgiveness, or is it? Oh yeah. I I, I guess I'm just wondering how to move into the ne- the next step of that principle.
1: Mm. What do you mean?
0: Well. So, if we're saying, okay, someone we want to avoid the continuing the strife, or is the phrase of my Bible, my Bible, or not continuing the quarrel, and we're saying, oh, probably it's about forgiveness or forbearance. How, like, how does how do you actually do that in the moment?
1: Oh yeah. Well, I don't know about that one. Like, uh, this is
0: where my mind always goes, like, how does that actually get applied? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, that's a strength of yours, Joe. It's your, uh, yeah, the practical application. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't gone down that thinking, although I would love yeah. to do more thinking about forgiveness in practice. But,
0: uh, yes. It's such a good, it's such a key thing. We're talking about it tonight, the, the Big Ideas Night oh, great. Um, on anger for women. And yeah, yeah. I, as I was thinking about forgiveness, I just thought this is so key to who we are as Christians. And yeah, yeah. Mm, it was humbling to realise that I've got to cultivate lots more forgiveness. Um, it's just it's, you're never done in working on forgiveness. <laughs> oh, man,
1: so true. We should do more work on that sometime, True. <laughs>
0: yes, we should do a big ideas night on it or something. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Proverbs, loving it. Uh, a few more chapters to go. Uh,
0: sounds very profitable. Yeah. It sounds very profitable.
1: And Joe, what are you reading about, thinking about, yeah,
0: well, I was having a conversation with someone just a little while ago about wrestling with suffering and mm. she was in a position of pastoring and I, um, the person she's pastoring is wrestling with the why is this happening to me, yeah. is there something I've done, how do I understand suffering in this world and my relationship with God as I look at this suffering. And, of course, my mind went straight to Job and then my mind went to this really excellent book. How Long, O oh Lord, Reflections on Suffering and Evil by um, D.A. Carson, so Don Carson. Yeah. Um, I read it years ago and found it to be incredibly um, profitable for thinking about suffering and evil. And I just really like this book as something to um, engage with, even as a, at a chapter level. I think it's quite, I've occasionally just popped back into it as a book. Oh, yeah, um,
1: like different chapters.
0: Yeah, just a few different chapters because some of them I think are, really speak to a particular question people might have mm-hmm. as I'm pastoring them. And I'm not sure how to pastor them, but I would read the chapter and then go into the book. And so as this woman was asking and wrestling with pastoring their sister in Christ in suffering, I opened the book again um, in the last two weeks. And, yeah, the, f- the first chapter, it has a statement which I love, which says, um, this is why it's important for Christians to have a stable set of beliefs at- as stable a set of beliefs as possible on these matters before a personal tragedy or a fresh experience of life's challenges yeah. causes them to adopt wrong thinking. So it's essentially saying that when we when we face suffering, we can adopt wrong thinking about God. And he's saying, have this build your set of beliefs on suffering um, before those tragedies, we face those tragedies. And I think in a lot of ways, people face tragedies and then they wrestle. But I love the premise of this book. Read it ahead, get ready for the brokenness of this world and this life. And yeah. anyway, so um, the chapter we've been reading or thinking about and we're going to continue thinking about is a chapter about social evils, poverty, war and natural disasters. All right. Um, <laughs> so quite a, yeah, <laughs> quite a big chapter actually um, because I think essentially what I was wrestling with was the nature of poverty and yeah. c- cyclical brokenness in our world and yeah. – um, it's got this really great um, examination of poverty. So it moves through, um, Carson moves through a range of different kinds of poverty. For instance, the unfortunate poor versus the oppressed poor versus the lazy poor versus the poor who are dependent on the punished and the voluntarily poor but then moving into the poor in spirit. And and you're mm. really trying to examine and tease apart when we say poverty, what what do we mean? Yeah. And there's this quote as I was thinking about the poor who are dependent on the punished. So someone is being punished for their sin, and the person who is dependent on that person being punished, what life looks like for them, what mm-hmm. is their what are they facing and suffering and and what evil is being borne upon them? And it, it had this sentence which I found very it really po- made me pause. I literally put the book down to think about it. It said, this is the nature of sin. It's always been the nature of sin. Sin has effects that billow outward from the perpetrator and immediate victim. A little yeast affects the entire lump of dough, and he acknowledges 1 Corinthians 5 verse 6 there. Yeah. A little evil can have disastrous consequences far beyond the little circle in which it was committed. Yeah. And wow. And I, I think this book is it it really each time I read it, I'm I'm really encouraged to think more deeply about our world and a sin and how Jesus speaks into that. And
1: yeah, yeah, mm. that's cool. I love the way you're reading this chapter with uh, with this friend you're helping. Mm. That's a great idea. Yeah.
0: Well, I think I've always seen myself as not a reader, not a good reader, mm-hmm. and I probably. I think that's not un- unjust. I could discipline myself more, but also I'm a I'm a, a doer a lot, and so sitting and reading is not always my inclination. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've learned to listen to a lot of audiobooks, and yep. um, that's how I've disciplined myself at to learn and keep growing. Yeah. And um, I sent myself to Bible college because I knew that, that I would need that 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 system support of training and education. Yeah. And I've learned that to not look at a book and think, I can't read the whole book, but to instead to look at a book and think, can I access something from this book? Yeah. And I'm still not very good at it, Richard. And often having a pot- this podcast has made me think, oh, how could I think about reading differently? Or what could I read? Because I- you talk about books you're reading and I think, oh, I-, I want to read more. And so, yeah, I think it's been good to just accept that I'm a chapter book reader Yeah, um, to try a name for a whole book. but. Start with a chapter.
1: Yeah, I love that attitude. That's great. Mm. And, I, mm. yeah, uh, I've, you've encouraged me with reading. Uh, oh. I don't think I've read um, How Long, O Lord. It's one of those books that I have feel like I've benefited from the pastors who've taught me over the years who have read that book, but I've never gone and read the book myself. So, yeah, maybe it's mm. time. Mm.
0: Well, this has been a great chat, Richard.
1: Yeah, as always, Joe. Mm. Thanks for sharing about your life and your reading, what mm. you're learning. And, uh, Thanks for
0: sharing about Proverbs. I'm, it's going to roll around in my head now.
1: <laughs> awesome. All
0: right. Alrighty. Talk to you later.
1: See you next week. Bye.
0: Bye.